Hello and welcome to season two of Let's Be Friends with Tori Segner. I'm your host, Tori, and I'm so excited to be diving into the Enneagram this season. In each episode, I'll interview a friend and ask them all sorts of questions about their Enneagram type and how it impacts their relationships. You'll hear lots of stories and receive great advice. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone. Today I am here with my friend Katie Polly. She is an Enneagram type five, and I'm very excited to learn all about the five. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> glad to be here. Katie and I have known each other since she, I mean, since I first came to Denver, really. Yeah. Um, she teaches all my bar classes that I go to. <laughs> this she is true. used to be a very, very close neighbor until we just yeah. moved oftentimes got our mail for us. Yes. Oh, know, yes. The works. I tripped on your driveway that one time and you caught it on camera. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. I think now. I was pregnant. Yeah. I think I was worried. I was like, oh, no. She could have taken a tumble and bad things could have result from her just getting my mail. I, th- I thought I was going to have a lot of regrets. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you ended up being right. Yeah, we came, we came through it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Katie's great. She is always thinking about something, I feel like. <laughs> we were just talking about how both her and her husband, like, almost started laughing at the thought of her being on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, Katie's going to be on the podcast? So I was like, what's the deal with that? Why, why so much, like, mocking, basically, mm-hmm. of you being on here? And, um... She was saying it's kind of like maybe even indicative of the type five where mm-hmm. it's kind of hard just to like be in the spotlight and talk about yourself because mm-hmm. you're used to being the one asking all the questions. Totally, yeah. So I'm yeah. excited to ask you all the questions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Only for you, Tori. <laughs> Only for me. <laughs> well, cool. We can just jump right into it. Um, so I've got the Enneagram Institute's website pulled up and I'm going to read a little bit about the type five. So. Awesome. They're called the investigator. They are the intense cerebral type. So they're perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. (laughs) I always note that like there's one or two words that they use to describe where I'm like, that's harsh. Yes. Um, Totally. Not super nice. But anyway, fives are alert, insightful, and curious. They are able to concentrate and focus on developing complex ideas and skills. Independent, innovative, and inventive three I words, they could also become preoccupied with their thoughts and imaginary constructs. They become detached yet high strung and intense. They typically have problems with eccentricity, nihilism. Is that how you pronounce that? Mm -hmm. Katie reads more books than me, so (laughs) I got to run it by her. (laughs) And isolation at their best. They are visionary pioneers often ahead of their time and able to see the world in an entirely new way. So The basic desire is to be capable and competent, and the basic fear is being useless, helpless, or incapable. So, I think fives get kind of a bad rap or, like, the stereotype Mm -hmm. for, like, being, like, Mm antisocial almost because Mm -hmm. you're so cerebral Mm -hmm. or in your head or just wanting to learn about everything. Yeah. I think people think all the fives like work in labs somewhere. Yes. And yes. it's just not true. Yeah, totally. So there's so much more to you guys and I can't wait to dive in. Um, do you have any thoughts on that description? Yeah, I think you're right. Some of those words do hit a little, <laughs> a little harshly, yes. but, um, but yeah, a lot of it's pretty spot on. So <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like you're, you're still social. Like, yes, you know what I mean? Totally. Um, yeah. So it's it's cool to like be with someone who considers themselves very yeah. cerebral, yeah. but also like can carry a conversation, yeah, totally. can have a good time. Yeah, Katie can hang. Yeah, that's um, great. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm going to talk about when Katie, when I knew Katie was a type five. So <laughs> I feel like for you, it's a little less about like one moment that stands mm-hmm. out to me. Yeah, and it's more about basically like. Every time I've ever asked you a question. Oh gosh, I'm so nervous. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, okay, so when I ask you a question, like a pointed question about something that you're either supposed to know the answer to or not, it's like if you know the answer, you like, Mm. 
give me all the information. Mm. And then if you don't know the answer, you feel so mm. bad. <laughs> Yeah. And that's very type five. So a good example of a time that's that Katie good. Katie knew the answer was like, Katie has a, a daughter. How old is she? She's two and she, a half now. Two and a yeah. half now. So I'm I'm prego and texted Katie one time and was like, can you tell me your favorite snacks? Because Katie and I share uh, the love of being healthy, yes. you know? Yes. And I was like, well, what are some of your favorite healthy pregnancy snacks? And, like, she responds with, like, pictures from a book. Oh, my gosh. Like, lists of snacks in this book. Um, But then, sometimes Katie's teaching my bar classes, (laughs) and I'll be like, what should I do here, you know, to sub out this movement? Mm -hmm. And if she doesn't totally 100% Mm -hmm. know, she's like, I'm sorry. I don't know. (laughs) And there's, like, comfortable. Yes. There's, like, this remorse. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, it's just kind of funny to me because I think it's a fun quality mm-hmm. because no one, like, expects anyone to have every answer to their question, yeah. right? But you guys are like, no, I don't have the answer. Yeah, and totally. it's like a dagger to your heart. Yes, it goes but deep. Yes, I also think it's a good quality because, like, let's be honest, no one likes being lied to. Yeah. <laughs> no one likes being BSed or bullshitted, yeah, might I say. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Um, that's the worst when someone pretends to know what they're talking yeah. about and later on you find out that they had no idea. Yeah, that's so you, true. I won't find that that's from you. That's true. That's true. Love that. <laughs> so that's a little bit about Katie and her, yeah. her five-ness. <laughs> pretty spot on, Tori. <laughs> it's just that, uh, the, what's the word? Is it paradigm? The paradigm between, or the vast difference, I don't yeah. know, between when you know something and when you don't. Totally. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, like, hate being caught not knowing or, yeah, feeling like I have the answer or, uh-huh. yeah. I know Jason says you also just really like to read a lot of books oh, and that yeah. you, like, breeze through them really, really fast. I love reading. It's one of my happiest places. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like you just have, you embody a lot of the five in both how you answer questions and maybe yeah. some of your hobbies and things. Totally. But, yeah. Personality, yeah. Well, perfect. We'll just dive into the questions, so... Katie, tell me what it's like being a five and what it's like in your friendships. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that description from the Enneagram Institute hit on a couple of my big ones, but I definitely, yeah, just tend to be more logical um, and cerebral and just less naturally in tune with my emotions mm-hmm. or feelings. Um, a lot more in tune with, like, fact and what I know and what I've experienced Mm-hmm. Um, and have to push myself to like understand what I'm feeling or yeah um, but yeah in general love learning and being mentally stimulated mm-hmm. or challenged especially in the workplace like yeah um, but if I don't feel like I'm learning or doing a good job or have the space to like be challenged I kind of just want out or get I don't I'm not as motivated um, mm-hmm. don't feel as much like myself so yeah yeah, I think competency is a big thing for me. I love um, being able to do things well. And, um, yeah, I also know in a bad way I can get a lot of security from that, like um, being yeah. a high-capacity individual or being effective. And so um, being prepared. I love being prepared. Yeah. <laughs> like for this podcast. Um, yeah, she brought her iPad over. <laughs> yes. She's looking at her notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think relationally, I am, I am more introverted, like, I get energy from being alone. I do love people, but, like, it drains me, um, you know how some people get energy? I think you might be that way. I think (laughs) I might. No, I am. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I didn't want to, yeah, okay. But I definitely get energy from being alone, um, so. Yeah, so, so it's like... Most of your decisions are made just very logically. Yeah, I can relate yeah. to that because like five, six, and seven yes. are all like in the head center. Mm-hmm. So when I make decisions, I completely take emotions out of it yeah. too. But it seems like maybe for the five, you were saying it's harder to get in connection with your emotions. What is that? What does that kind of feel like mm-hmm. when when you feel like disconnected from from your emotions mm-hmm. and? And you're making decisions or like when you're in the workplace and you're mm-hmm. saying like, I feel valuable mm-hmm. 
um, when I'm mentally stimulated and things like that. What is, what does that kind of feel like in your mind? Yeah. Well, sometimes I think it can feel really frustrating. <laughs> like, cause, yeah. cause whether or not I like am in tune with my emotions, like we all have them and they like affect our bodies and our behaviors. Yeah, and so, we can't help it. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of times, you know, I'll be acting out in an emotion that I'm like, wait, I didn't know that was happening. What's happening? This is frustrating. And now I'm having to stop and like engage this and this is annoying. <laughs> You're like inconvenienced by it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it can feel frustrating, but then I think that's a good question. It's making me think. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a hard one cause it's like yeah. asking you to name a feeling about what it's like to struggle to feel things. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess, like, it's just interesting to me because fives, you're you're very thoughtful mm-hmm. about everything. Yeah. You feel stimulated mm-hmm. when you're challenged mentally. Whereas, like, sometimes, you know, for someone like me, if I'm too challenged mentally for too long, I'm like, I'm over this. I just yeah. want to check out. Yeah. But for you, that's engaging. And it's, like, the moment that you're bored is when you kind of want to check out. Yeah, so totally. I'm just trying to, like... I want to understand how that feels because yeah. it's fascinating yeah, to me. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I feel like I'm thinking about my husband and um, I think that's really similar for him too. Um, so it's interesting, you know, when we're both in those really different places and I'm wanting to like press in and he's just like, let's check out. Yeah. This is like way too deep right <laughs> <I'm> now. <done. laughs> um, but yeah, in the same way, I think close relationships with people who are a lot more of a feeler or more in tune with their emotion, like, pushes me in a really good way and, you know, forces me to sit sometimes and, okay, this doesn't make sense why you're feeling this, or or maybe it's me, but we're here and mm-hmm. I'm going to sit in this, so. Yeah, and I bet motherhood has definitely challenged you oh, to have to sit with some feelings because you yes. have a little one that um, I'm sure it's very easy to recognize, oh, I'm taking out my emotions on her because hey. I have had a long day, but it's more than that. Totally. How can I understand how I'm feeling so that I don't take it out on her or even marriage, I feel like would bring that out too. Yeah. Um, that's a really hard thing to do, especially for us, like cerebral types. So I can totally empathize. Yeah. Man, yeah, you're so right to bring up, um, my daughter because she's in the toddler stage. And so the total opposite of like logic is what's informing her (laughs) everything. Yeah. And so... Yeah, every day we find ourselves in, yeah, some tantrum that is completely irrational and insane and, (laughs) yes, learning that I can't just, like, cold logic my way out of those but have to, like, empathize and meet her where she's at. Right. Has been a really, really hard um, but life-giving challenge for me. Mm Mm-hmm. I think my favorite pictures that make their way across your Instagram are Mm -hmm. the ones where she's having a meltdown and she just lays, like... Yep. Flat on the floor. <laughs> Fully submit to the emotions. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there she's modeling for you. Yeah. How to just uh, fully submit. Yes. Yep. Love it. Embrace it. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. So what are some challenges that you feel like you face in relationships as a five? I know you mentioned like a couple. Yeah. Um, it can be, we obviously have been talking about the challenge of getting in tune with your emotions mm-hmm. and, and things like that, but. What else would you say about that? Yeah, I also think, um, yes, like I said, I love people, but um, can sometimes, like, uh, I don't feel like I have a ton of social capacity to, like, know a lot of people really well or let them know me really well Mm because it takes me longer and just feels harder, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, So I think that's just one thing that I kind of have to push myself sometimes. You know, I think there's times when it's like, this is right to acknowledge my limit, my boundary here. But then sometimes I can have this, um, you know, a lack of an abundance mentality and think that I don't have enough, um, like, capacity or resources to... Oh, yeah. I don't know. Does that make sense? Um, Yeah. I kind of have to push myself sometimes to connect and be social, which sounds really embarrassing to admit on a podcast. No, I think... um, Yeah, I think that's very fair. Yeah, I like... Yeah, so that's just one thing, and then, um, it's also, so, I think this is related to my Enneagram type, but, like, 
my default is going to be to minimize my needs. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm really bad at asking for help. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that means to me, like, I'm admitting I I don't know or I can't do this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. that is not, like, a um, good characteristic in deep friendships, you know? Because such a huge part of connecting is being vulnerable and, like, letting people see what you need and Mm -hmm. see your weaknesses. And so I would say that's like my biggest, yeah, that probably is my biggest challenge in my Mm -hmm. closest friendships is to articulate what's hard and ask for what I need. Like I hate it. Yeah. What, what has that looked like? I mean, like we talked about motherhood, I imagine it's probably a time where you recognized like I need some Mm -hmm. advice. I need some knowledge from others or dealing with just, like, the emotional drain that is mm-hmm. being a mom um, and other things in life, too. Yeah. What what does it kind of look like when you've had to kind of fight that yeah. and, and choose to ask for help? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's been a journey of learning, like, learning, okay, that is hard for me, and seeing, okay, when I've gone there with people – they've literally voiced, like, I felt a lot closer to you because you shared that, or, like, that's happened in in my marriage a lot, but then also just close friends, so I feel like being aware of it and then pressing into it has Mm -hmm. helped me um, keep doing it, but yeah, I do think that it has taken some really hard, like, seasons where, you know, like, like, yeah, you're right. Pregnancy, motherhood, those were big ones. Um, They're just the ones that I'm familiar with, yeah. so it's easy for me to name. But I'm sure there yeah. have been others, you yeah, know? Yeah, that have pushed me to, you know, okay, I have to I have to admit this. And I think a lot of times I'll, like, feel it in my body first, like, mm-hmm. um, like because I've closed myself off from maybe, like, um, engaging it in my heart or these, like, abstract places. Right. Um. But then it's like, okay, I'm having trouble sleeping or I'm mm. just feeling anxious today and, mm-hmm. oh, there's probably something I need to, like, share with someone and yeah. talk about. Yeah. So you'll, like, feel the almost physical symptoms of it. Yes. Kind of letting you know or alerting you yeah. that there's just something that needs to be addressed. Yeah. And then you kind of follow that with, yes. what could that be? Yes, totally. Yeah. It's, yeah, it sounds so kind of silly, but... No, that happens yeah. to me too. Yeah. Or I'll I'll feel really not like panicked, but just anxious about yeah. things. Yeah. Like my my body will just feel kind of anxious. I'll have like a weird almost like tightness in my forehead yeah. type thing. And then yeah. I'm just like, okay, I gotta I gotta think this? through this. Yeah. Where where might this be coming from? Yeah. And once you can identify that and relieve that source of stress, mm-hmm. it is like Oh. Yeah, <laughs> my body is more relaxed again, and it feels really nice. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that I've struggled with that as yeah. well. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. My husband's a four, and um, just I feel like instantly, anytime, could tell you like exactly what he's feeling and why, and mm-hmm. you know, write a song about it, like sit in it, like, explore <laughs> it, and um, I even think like he can notice sometimes what I'm feeling like before I do. Like mm-hmm. I'm just not it feels farther away from my head than for other people. Does that make sense? Like, I have to, like, go find it. Yeah. No, it it takes effort. Yeah. Because that's not, like, your natural inclination of of sorting things out. Totally. It's like you want to kind of think your way through everything. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm fascinated by the fours, how they just, they feel the world. It's almost like they feel the trees move outside or something. It's like they're so connected with their emotions and just others and the Mm -hmm. world and this great movement that's going on Mm -hmm. that, um, I, I can't possibly understand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like when two like head types get Mm -hmm. together because it's like, yes, Yes, you can understand. I make this decision by going A, B, C, D, E, not A, wait, how do I feel about this? This emotion came up. I don't know. I'm rolling my eyes. I know it's a podcast. I'm rolling my eyes. (laughs) Uh, Katie's husband is a musician. Yeah. So, I mean, he kind of embodies a a four, even with his career. Yes. (laughs) The reason that Friday morning worked for us is because, uh, Jason 
reserves the house for, you said, loud music. Yes. Yep. <laughs> what does that mean? Yep. Ed is in school, and so he can get all his recording equipment out and um, go to town. Okay. So, yeah, we couldn't record at my house today for, for these reasons. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Um, okay, cool. So, moving on. What are, what are some things that your friends can do for you as a five that makes you feel really loved or cared about? Yeah. Yeah, well, one, since we were just talking about kind of that challenge for me of, like, sharing what's hard or saying I need help. Um, Mm -hmm. I think one thing um, that has meant a lot is, um, and that, like, yeah, makes me feel cared for and seen is, this is just a funny example. A couple weeks ago, I was, like, very intentionally sharing something that felt to me like really private and hard Mm -hmm. and shared it with a close friend of mine and she just listened and then she goes like thanks for sharing that with me I know that was hard for you and it was just a little like pat on the back a little acknowledgement I know that's such a you know like I do that with Etta for things all the time but Mm -hmm. it felt to me like I felt really seen and well she did know that was hard and that was hard and Mm -hmm. that it also challenged me to like keep doing it um Mm -hmm. so that's a small thing but then I think um Loyalty is really big for me, like, because it does take me longer um, to let people know me. So, friends that, like, stick around and consistently show up um, and aren't flaky are, I feel like, the ones that I'm able to, like, trust quicker and depend on and, um, yeah, yeah, just get to know more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think those are the the biggest things I thought about. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Another one that I feel like I could maybe pick up on or yeah. come up with would be um, almost like helping you anticipate your needs or yes. recognize when you need yes. help. Yes. But we already, I mean, we were kind of talking about that and I think that's why that was like in yeah. my in my mind. Um, but I, I love that the acknowledgement of when you do yeah. choose to be vulnerable and ask for help totally. or just share something that's difficult for you. I love that that acknowledgement means everything Yes. because that's an easy one to forget yeah. just to affirm yeah. your friends and like, I know totally. that was hard Yeah. Yeah. and this is a safe space yes. and, um, it makes me feel more connected to you. Yes. Like it's just, it's important to actually say those things yeah. so that, um, I don't know, I imagine that helps you definitely feel, like, less of a burden yeah. or less messy or exactly. whatever. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and you're so right. I The anticipating, like, helping me anticipate my needs and, and asking good questions, that's such a trait that I see in my closest friends. Mm-hmm. Even, like, two of my, like, oldest friends are therapists, and it makes sense <laughs> because they, you know, know when to pursue me with hard questions, but then also when to, like press back and yeah um yeah do you feel like you like it when your friends come to you with questions like like I've texted you Mm -hmm. you're my type five you're my type five (laughs) friend right so what do you do did you read up about this when you were pregnant or whatever do you like that yeah okay yeah yeah I do I think um you know if it's like a I'm trying to think of a good way to explain this like um I don't know, sometimes I've been in situations where, like, there's a, a couple people there and someone's, like, a more bolder personality. Like, maybe, like, a eight on the Enneagram. Sure. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, saying something that I know is wrong or, like, misinformed <laughs> or, like, I, I feel like I know more about, I'll tend to take a back seat, but then, like, one-on-one or, you know what I mean, in a different setting, I would be like, here's actually what I know. Uh-huh. I'm just, but I'm not, like, a... Does that make sense? I'm not, like, a super bold personality with it, but I love, like, mm-hmm. being pursued with questions like that, so. Yeah. I mean, I just imagine that yeah. would kind of, uh, like, fulfill some of the little uh, desires of yeah. the five heart. It's totally. like, oh, they know that I know yes. this. Little like, pat on the back. Yes. <laughs> love that. Yeah. Um, so what are some things that you do for your friends um, to show them that you love them and care about them? Yeah. Yeah, so I think acknowledging my needs, being vulnerable is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also think um, this is something that I love doing in, like, all realms of life. But I love solving problems. Yeah. And um, sometimes I feel like that can get me into trouble relationally because I'm 
I'm not as good at empathy and like sitting. So like with my husband, for example, you know, he doesn't always want a solution immediately. In fact, oftentimes like he just wants to like be heard and seen and met where he's at. Right, right. But um, then there are times when solving problems is a huge gift to people I love. And so I'm, I feel like I'm on, I've been on a journey of figuring out how to press into that in the right way and mm-hmm. um, like when, when to just listen and flex my very weak empathy muscle <laughs> and when to do my problem solving stuff and, and help people think about, yeah, a solution for whether it's something relational or in the workplace or mm-hmm. um, really anything. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I love that you acknowledged that um, what you bring to the to the table is mm-hmm. both, like, in friendships, it's both helping solve problems, which mm-hmm. seems very five. Yeah. But then also bringing something that's a little bit harder. Yeah. Um, which is... Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm gonna the have to edit the this empathy out. and the listening. Yes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um so you do both the helping of solve, mm-hmm. helping solve problems, and then you like showing up and doing what's hard yeah. for you. Yeah, um, is also something that you do for your friends. Yeah, and I just I love that because it it does show like it's it's not always just what comes naturally mm-hmm. for us that's valuable to our friendships. Yeah. It's the things that take work and effort for us to have to do. Um, that mean a lot to our friends too, yeah. and those are also totally. ways that we can show up for our friends. Totally. Yeah. And to make it clear, that took a lot of <laughs> therapy sessions, I feel like, for me yeah, to recognize, like, oh, yeah, I'm not good at that. And, like, I need to grow there. Mm-hmm. And it's still something I'm really working on. So, as well, a disclaimer for all my fans that are listening. All the fans. Like, but, yeah, it's, like, it's been a journey. of, And that's what's so cool about tools like the Enneagram is mm-hmm. you're not being, like, pinned down to these limits, but it's, like, oh, I can grow an awareness and then know how to grow. And Yes, I can't, like, emphasize enough that that's what the Enneagram mm-hmm. really is about. Yeah. It's, it's so much less about um, just naming your personality traits yeah. and your tendencies. Kind of so holding much, down on it. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, I am this way, yeah. and I will be this way forever, yeah. and too bad for anyone who expects me to grow. Totally. <laughs> it's so much more about recognizing I have mm-hmm. these tendencies and then challenging yourself yeah. to step outside of that. Mm-hmm. And I think what you were just talking about um, with just challenging yourself to listen and not solve the problem. Yeah. Um, just as a means of caring mm-hmm. for the people around you is like a perfect example yeah. of that. And that's yeah. something that I feel like every pro- every five probably does struggle with. Yeah. Is just sitting, even though Literally. all the wheels are turning. Yes. And it's like, I know the facts that like, you know, you know how sometimes when we're feeling something, it doesn't make sense. It's not like uh-huh. logically sound. So, yeah, it can be hard to sit in it. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely understand that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's probably extremely valuable to your friends whenever yeah. you show up and just, yeah. just listen. Yeah. I feel like you're a really great listener. Thanks. We always, ha- like, I show up maybe, like, five, ten minutes early for bar. <laughs> I'm always the first one there. I love it. You know, it just happens. But I love it. But I always catch up for a few minutes. Yeah. And you're just a great little listener. It's really fun. You're always yeah. just like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Actually, that makes me think of something with bar yeah or just the idea of movement and how like much easier it is for me to connect with my emotions and like to love people when I'm doing things like that that Mm -hmm. um that's also so simple and not anything massively amazing but a big part of I feel like what makes me a better friend um is like taking care of myself and eating and sleeping and especially movement um Movement has helped me a lot to, like, know what's going on with myself better, acknowledge my limits, my needs, and then mm-hmm. connect with others better. So I've even noticed, like, after a bar class or after a walk, um, I feel like I can think clearer, like, right. you know what I mean? I can connect oh, yeah. better and um, yeah. I know what's going on inside me more than I did before I moved because I just get so stuck in my head and... Um, mm-hmm. 
all the things I'm solving in my head or, or what I'm learning about or what I'm questioning. Right. Um, and I can just feel a little detached from like the present moment. And mm-hmm. um, so movement helps me a lot. I feel like as a friend. Yeah. Be a better friend. If you're enjoying learning about the Enneagram and find yourself wanting to explore more resources, I've got your back. Through the link in my bio on Instagram at tori.letsbefriends, I've provided access to three great courses from Your Enneagram Coach, an online platform that will help you use the Enneagram to better yourself. The first course, Discovering You, is for those who want to learn more about the Enneagram in general and figure out your own Enneagram type. The second course, called Exploring You, is perfect if you already know your Enneagram type but are desiring a deeper dive that will help you grow and transform. Finally, the last course, Become an Enneagram Coach, is exactly that, a course that will certify you to become an Enneagram Coach and guide others in their Enneagram growth journeys. As I mentioned, the links to each of these courses are in my bio at tori.letsbefriends on Instagram. Definitely check them out if you're wanting to use the Enneagram to further grow and develop yourself. Now let's get back into the episode. Do you feel like there's always something that you're learning about? The thing is... It's like, for a five, the way that it's always, like, joked about in memes yeah, yeah. is, like, you guys, like, pick something and you just, like, dive in. Mm-hmm. But they make it seem like it's um, it's always going to be something really specific and random. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's probably not. Like, it's yeah. not always going to be, like, I'm going to learn how tomatoes grow today. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they make yeah. it seem like. But it's, like, what yeah. are some of those things that yeah. you feel, like, plague your mind yeah. and you have to like find freedom from. I'm yeah. very yeah, interested. Totally. Yeah. I would say sometimes it really is something so random, like a tomato plant. Like literally that <laughs> that's been a big theme this summer for me. Tomatoes? Um, yes. Oh my gosh. Like we're growing them in our garden and this is like our most fruitful summer ever and it's been so amazing. And I've just been like, what is it about this summer that uh-huh. like what factors played into this? And um uh-huh. but then I think a lot of times it's triggered by like being asked a question or presented with something at work where I, mm-hmm. I don't know or yeah um, that can definitely set me on a spiral of like I gotta get to the bottom of that and then be an expert the next time I'm asked yeah um, so a lot of times it's like almost like a social yeah and like pressure yeah kind of. yeah or like um, you know because I I love being competent mm-hmm. and so it's like when I'm presented with something that I didn't know or um, I yeah I want to figure that out. Um, and then I think it's also driven by like stuff I've loved. So like bar three, for example, um, I just loved learning so much about the body and, um, Mm -hmm. how it's connected to everything else. And yeah, so I think, yeah, kind of triggered by those things. Like sometimes it is really random, sometimes stuff I love. And then a lot of times triggered by, oh, I don't know that. And I was asked that or Mm -hmm. I saw that and got curious about it. Yeah, so you can, get to the bottom of it. you can expect if you have some, some five friends that it may be something random, but <laughs> yeah. also a lot of times it is like a, a pressure yeah. that you may feel from a question that someone asked or um, something that someone needs at work yes. and um, like actual you projects be competent. that yeah, you totally. have going on in your life. Yeah. I feel like um, you're the best at, in the last five minutes of bar. <laughs> it's like a little mindfulness thing. Yes. And... Um, you're so good at, like, guiding all of us through that. <clears throat> Katie has the best bar three voice. Oh, my gosh. It's so soothing. Yeah. And I'm always just sitting there, and, like, there's probably drool hanging yeah. out of my mouth half the no. time because I'm just, like, so relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I feel like you – that maybe that's something you've read up on. Totally. Because um, you're very good at guiding everyone yeah. through that time. And it feels, that's like my favorite part of the whole class. It's funny because when we first started incorporating those last few minutes of like breath and stretch, I was like, what the heck? This doesn't feel like, well, effective is the wrong word, like productive maybe or like an efficient use of our time, which are things I love. Uh And, but then, yes, exactly. I did read up on it. Like I, (laughs) I mean, there was a lot of, Barthes amazing at training their instructors, but lots of deeper dives into like why are we doing this and why do we need it and mm-hmm. why is it good for our body and mind and then I was like oh this is amazing and actually like so um efficient and productive yeah but it's funny I had to have the like 
understanding of why for me to get behind it, if that makes sense. Yeah, you had to understand so the value you that, that yeah. it brought. It's like the best part of class. Yeah. I love it because I do feel like it does a lot of what you were talking about freeing you up mm-hmm. mentally. Totally. Um, yeah. So anyway, your, your little research, yeah. your little deep dive there <laughs> yes. definitely paid yes. off. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So I know you were talking about earlier, um, you used like eights as an example of, of a personality type that you may kind of take a back seat mm-hmm. to. And I feel like that is probably pretty normal for yeah. lots of types. Um, but what are some, some other types that you feel like you, I don't know, jive really well with or just mm-hmm. others that you take back seats towards yeah. or all that good stuff? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I come from a family of all ones and threes. Oh, really? And, um... I would say we get along really easily. Like, we love talking about ideas and um, Mm -hmm. achieving to various degrees. And, um, yeah, like, I feel like there is a big value of just, like, knowledge and learning growing up. And, um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I feel like I get along pretty well. And a lot of my close friends I've noticed are ones and threes. But um, then another batch of my close friends, including my husband, are um, fours. I'm Mm -hmm. thinking of, like, three specifically that are fours, and um, it is, like I talked about earlier, it is really hard. I've had to learn to, like, hold space for the feelings. Right. Um, But also, I feel like I've grown so much from my relationships with fours, so it's, like, a good tension, but... Yeah, definitely. I do think I can tend to be just, like, less talky with big feelers, because it's like, man... Like, you can talk. Like, when I go to counseling with Jason, he's going to hate this, but he (laughs) can talk the whole hour. Like, and I'm like, I love this, and he's like, I love this too. And so I think in my relationships with fours or other big feelers, I've had to, like, figure out how to, like, find space to share deeply because they're just a lot more comfortable talking about themselves than I am. Mm -hmm. And that's probably more types than just fours, but... Just feelers in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. That makes sense. So you're more likely to kind of take a backseat um, emotionally with, with bigger feelers. Yes. And then... Just kind of listen and ask questions. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to more, I don't know, maybe confrontational types, mm-hmm. you're more likely to take a backseat when you're like, my knowledge yes. base is being totally. challenged. Totally, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think relationally... There's a tendency, I don't want to generalize for all five, but like to kind of retreat and like mm-hmm. I feel safer um, in my head, maybe even in my journal, like I love writing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, like my tendency is going to be to probably retreat and I have to push myself to kind of like come out of this little hiding place, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah, definitely. And it's definitely not always intentional, like I'm trying to hide, but it's just, like, what's easier, what's more comfortable, um, more known. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. And then you were saying with ones and threes, you know, in your family environment, yeah. a lot of learning, yes. a lot of pushing yourself, yeah, I feel yeah. like, with both of those yes, types. Because totally. the one wants to push themselves, like, yeah. intrinsically to do mm-hmm. everything to the best of their mm-hmm. ability. And then you've got threes who obviously mm-hmm. push themselves just to be the best in general. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then you want mm-hmm. to know the most. Yeah. So that's like a big yes. circle. A lot of healthy debates. Yes. Sometimes unhealthy debates. Of course. Um, well, with family. But... Unhealthy debates are always a thing, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get them on here sometime. That'll be an interesting podcast. Yeah. Fam. Well, that's interesting. I can imagine like the circle of the one, five, and three being very energizing, yes. actually. I yes. would have never. Yeah. Just mentally of that. stimulating and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like we enjoy a lot of the same, like, shows or books, and so, um, that's fun. And also hard sometimes. <laughs> yes, yes, I can imagine. As, as always with family, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally. So what's it like when, uh, when you're on another five? This is where I'm like, okay, is it, is it both of you just, like, pouring out all yeah. you've learned from your latest book or your latest <laughs> tomato <laughs> endeavor? <laughs> Well, I hate to disappoint you, Tori, but I literally have zero female friends that I know that are fives. Like, I know. They're I, rare. I know two, and they're in a different state. Um, and <laughs> I, I, different I think state. they're really cool. We knew each other pretty well in college. Um, yeah. Kind of well in college, but mm-hmm. 
And then Mike, who works with my husband, is a five. But I just, I don't know, I guess we all hide from each other because, (laughs) which actually that does kind of make sense. Like, I wonder if fives are just kind of like closet Enneagram people and like they're not out there like, I'm an Enneagram five because we don't like talking about ourselves. So maybe I just don't know. Uh Uh-huh. But. Yeah. I like literally was like, I don't know (laughs) any friends. I don't have friends that are fives. I don't really have any either. I mean, I got you. Yeah. I know of a couple others, but similar to you. Maybe connect us later. (laughs) Yeah, if you're a five, help (laughs) us answer this question. (laughs) Well, what I imagine as not even a five, but whatever, I'll throw in my opinion. I feel like it could be one of the most energizing, interesting conversations to be a fly on the wall for. Yeah. Like, I imagine, I mean, this is super stereotypical. I imagine, like, two people in lab coats <laughs> just geeking out about yeah. their, their if, they're on, if they're interviewing, or not interviewing, sorry, if they are investigating the same subject matter, Yeah. do you feel like it would be stressful to you to have someone else who, like, yeah. is doing that same thing, or, like, really exciting? No, I think, I think it would be really exciting, like, for yeah. someone who's as excited about I am as I am about something. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I feel like that would be exciting. Yeah, it wouldn't um, be like this is my thing. Yeah, and energizing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I am curious too. Yes. I'm gonna be on a hunt for friends that are fives after this convo toy. I'm definitely on a hunt <laughs> now. So yeah, if you're a five, come out of your hole yes. and please tell us what it's like to be around other fives. I know. I do have one that I know is. Uh, we share circles with. Oh, cool. Okay. So, <clears throat> make yourself known. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Maybe she listens. Maybe she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Time will tell. <laughs> Time will tell. Yeah, that's true. If she identifies herself, then um, I'll know I have a fair amount of listeners. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was the most stereotypical thing that I could come up with. Uh, the, the two people in lab coats talking about yeah. Tomatoes or yeah, whatever totally. it is, but I love that you keep coming back to tomatoes. Well, it's because I thought of it as a super <laughs> random, like stupid example, and then you're like, I have been reading up on tomatoes Man, this year. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just it kills me that uh, I I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of subconscious answer to this, yeah. where like I've seen. On your Instagram, a tomato maybe, maybe. or two. Yeah. But, like, come on. There's yeah. no way I actually knew about that. Yeah. I'm not lying. <laughs> nobody, I believe you. I nobody believe accused you. accused me of lying. But, yeah, it's very funny um, that, that, that that happens to be uh, what you're <laughs> actually... Yeah. Yeah, think about. <laughs> um, okay. So, maybe this will be hard for you, but tell me about when your fiveness just mm-hmm. really shined one time and you were mm-hmm. like... I love being mm-hmm. this very investigative person that I am. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking of when, so pretty much every time we travel. Ah, um, this is good. Every time we travel, I do so much research that annoys the crap out of my <laughs> husband. Even like, you know, like months in ahead stuff, research about the city we're going to or transit or restaurants. But then also uh-huh. like the day of... Like, just the getting from our house to, like, boarding the plane, to me, is, like, such a fun puzzle of, like, <laughs> how, like, what is the quickest, most efficient way to do all of these steps? Like, I know which security line, like, which place to get dropped off or to park the car. Like, it's weird. And uh-huh. I've, like, done the cost comparisons if we're parking the car. And <laughs> I just can't help it. I check the weather obsessively. Uh-huh. And to me, it's, like, fun. And I do it without thinking, but to him, it's like, you are, you're stressing me out. Like, you're thinking way too much. But yeah. it's like, no, like, this is awesome. It's like, <laughs> then we get the best. But, so, it generally annoys him, but there was one trip for his 30th birthday. We went to Northern California, and it was a total surprise trip. And so, I feel like I got to really press into my <laughs> love of researching and planning. Well, you got to do it all behind the scenes without stressing him out. Yes, exactly. And I got, like, you know, we did some national parks and um, a little bit of camping, so I got to think about, like, food and, I mean, everything, Mm -hmm. and then surprise him with each day. So it was perfect because he didn't have to think about it at all, and I got to think about it as much as I wanted for a lot of months, so. That's so funny that that was so fun to you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I really, really loved it, and yeah, like, I would even have contingency plans for, like, okay, I want to go to this restaurant, but it's, like, first come, first serve, 
So like, here's plan B and C or, or if it's raining and, um, yeah, like read so many reviews and I love that. I don't know. So it was successful, I assume. Oh, it was so fun. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it was so, so fun. Um, where did yeah. y'all end up going? What'd you end up doing? We did, um, so we flew into San Jose because mm-hmm. it was cheaper than flying into the other airports, uh-huh. trust me. Uh-huh. And then, um, from there drove over to Yosemite, um, which was so fun. It was an amazing national park. And Never been there, but the photos make amazing. me want to go. And um, I, I'm really not trying to brag, but the question it's asking me to. But so I need you to my, brag. With my research, I was able to make sure we were there before, um, like their busy season. So like mm-hmm. the day before they started requiring, um, or no, the day that they they still did require reservations. So it was just not as busy and. Mm-hmm. Um, dreamy and awesome and um anyway so we spent some time there stayed in one of their lodges and then drove through all these orchards and amazing produce farms mm-hmm. that I didn't know existed right there in the valley like in between Yosemite and the coast mm-hmm. and then we drove to the coast that we did um I can't remember the name of the town we first stayed in but then we drove Big Sur a little bit and mm-hmm. then stayed in Carmel by the sea um oh my gosh. which has just like really amazing food and yeah that sounds awesome um yeah, I could really keep talking about it for an hour, all the things we did, but I felt like it was a time where I was like, man, I feel like these things about my personality paid off. Well, yeah. You know I, mean? I bet that is rewarding, and especially yeah. to see Jason, I'm sure, just yeah. uh, benefiting Enjoy from it. all of yeah. it and loving it. Yeah, we made great memories. So. Yeah. Like, knowing that Sometimes it pays off. <laughs> yeah, knowing that your investigative nature yes. created an yeah. amazing experience for both of y'all. Yeah. I bet that was fun. Yeah. Did you guys, really like, agree that maybe um, you'll do all of the planning in secret from here on out? Yeah, we did talk about, like, wow, that was kind of an ideal setup because yeah. he loves not thinking about details. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I love thinking about details, but, uh-huh. yeah. I love that that's actually so fun for you. Yeah. And that it's not stressful. It doesn't come yeah. from a place of, like, I have to figure this out because yeah. who else is going to? Yeah. It's, like... I want I like to know yeah. the cheapest yeah. way to get here and there. Totally. Fastest and way or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that is so fun. That also sounds like an amazing trip. I'm sure someone just created a trip itinerary based off of <laughs> I it. I hope so. Maybe yeah. that's your next big You can job. reach out to me via Tori if you want more notes on yeah, yeah. my trip. Because I have them. DM me. I have them. <laughs> for Katie's yes. California trip itinerary. I actually am embarrassed now to keep sharing details, but I made like a... <laughs> like collage of all the like photos of what we were doing um so I can share that with you too because oh that, that's gosh. how like he put together what we were doing I like cut it into puzzle pieces and oh then he got to gosh. like put them together each day to like oh that is to so see the full fun. picture this so. is definitely going on the gram <laughs> I'm definitely putting I feel, this I feel out very somewhere exposed, but yeah no don't feel exposed <laughs> feel valuable and like you're bringing something really really cool to the yeah. table I think that's that really fun because it shows um it shows that investigator side of your brain yeah. as more than just, like, figuring out the right answer to whatever. Yes. It's also, like, how can I plan the most yes. fun, most exciting, most efficient yes. trip? Yes, yes. And love people well. I think that's one of the coolest mm-hmm. things that the Enneagram or counseling or any tools that you use to, like, understand yourself better is it's, like, oh, okay, these are some things I, I can grow. These are some harmful things. But then, uh-huh. oh, if I, like can push this this way or learn how to harness this I can like love people in a really unique way yeah I mean that's that's very yeah. true because I think there's probably a lot of patience um with a personality type like yours to get into the weeds mm-hmm. and that that doesn't exist in the mind of other people <laughs> yes I hate yeah, getting in the weeds totally. so if there's someone out there yeah. who will do it for me um, that is a huge yeah. way that yeah. your friends can serve and love you. Yeah. So yeah, problem solve, I guess is what you were yeah. talking about earlier. Yes, yes. You love problem solving I for really people. Do. Yeah. But I love that it can be even more than problem solving mm-hmm. and like just creating a super fun yeah. experience yep. for someone. I think that's so fun. And it just brings the five to life yeah. a little bit, you know? Yeah. I love it. Well, do you have, we'll play our uh, little game here in a oh, second, yeah. but uh, do you have any advice for fives that you would wrap up with or um, just like a general, I need people to know this about yeah. fives. Yeah. 
I feel like I feel like we hit on a lot of it. I think my biggest uh-huh. thing is like when I first, you know, started learning about the Enneagram and read about my type, I I think it can sometimes feel like defeating or or like you talked about, like you're being put in this box and it's like Yeah. Womp womp womp. This is you know, this is life. <laughs> but I think um thinking of it more as like a tool for growth and mm-hmm. um I think especially well no, every type has like bad uh Yes. There's Connotations no, there's no like, best yes. type to be. <clears throat> yes. So I think just, you know, you're more than your Enneagram type, as cheesy as that sounds. No, um, yeah. It's, because I also think I can, you know, I early on wanted to use it as a crutch a lot, or even before I knew about the Enneagram, like, oh, I know I'm introverted, so. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I can't. I'm not, I'm not going to, like, go with <laughs> yeah. those people. Uh-huh. Um, or no, I don't want to have people over tonight. But I think, Yeah. Using it more as a tool than a crutch to, to grow. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's great. And like yeah. we were talking about, that's what it's all about. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Um, we're gonna get into our little game now. This is Ooh. always so fun. So what I have done is pulled up some <laughs> memes of the type five that I don't know, either stereotype or just make a joke or whatever. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> oh gosh. I'm gonna show them to Katie or read them to Katie and. Uh, <laughs> See if she says this is true. This is actually funny, or like I don't get that. <laughs> okay, so this is like someone tweeted this. Um, so it's like it says type five or seven, but it says the idea the idea that an ideal beach body just means being thin or buff is so unimaginative. Surely the ideal beach body would have a powerful lobster claw, arm <laughs> arm flaps to act as a windbreak, and a sand repellent. Anus. <laughs> I love that. Big time yes. Katie's eyes yes. were wide open yes. there for that one. I just, that reminds me of, I feel like, different games that I've played where I, like, go there in my mind and share it, and then people are just like, what? <laughs> I just thought that one was so yeah. funny, because, yeah, everybody talks about the ideal beach body as, uh, as just a shape when yeah. it's like, wait, no, this could be no. useful. Let's actually think about the word ideal. <laughs> I love that. Um... One of my favorites, I do this for every type, is pull up, like, people do uh, Taylor Swift lyrics for each type. Oh, wow. They're really dramatic. Um, so this one says, it's from the, the song Epiphany by Taylor Swift. Um, only 20 minutes to sleep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't take him seriously, ever. <laughs> only 20 minutes to sleep, but you dream of some epiphany. Just one single glimpse of relief to make some sense of what you've seen. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? I get that. Okay. Yeah, I like that one. Okay, cool. She resonates with it. Mm-hmm. We gotta check for that mm-hmm. one. Okay, this one is... um like, children's quotes, like, things that real kids have said. Okay. So it says, uh, for type fives, what is the reasoning for foreheads? <laughs> Elliot, six years old. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that does, yes, because, yeah, you want to understand things. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for I sure. I I feel like, uh, Jason, <laughs> Jason tells me, like, about Etta. Yes. Like, she's a freak, and then he, and then later, a couple sentences later, he'll be like, she's just like Katie. I know. <laughs> I, that's exactly what I was thinking of when you said that, is because uh-huh. her big thing lately, you'll just be like, what, what's making that sound? Or like, why? And <laughs> what is that? And just like, will not be satisfied until she understands, like. <gasps> Maybe she's a five. I think she'll just ask the same question over and over. <laughs> Etta's really funny, by the way. Yeah. She's not, she's not like, she doesn't come across <laughs> as this, like you know, bookworm type kid. Yes. She's like... Yeah, because she's also a big feeler, so I don't really know. She's definitely... Maybe she's a five we'll wing see. four. Oh, yeah, that would totally make sense. Wow. <laughs> Etta has scared me We've a time or two when she's like, no, 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 no. I'll never forget when I asked you to babysit when she was a little baby. Yeah, it was really... That was tough. I can I can tell a very brief rendition of this story, but uh, poor Katie. I mean, it was an experiment for you. Yeah. It's okay. It was literally like... Maybe the first time anyone yeah. that wasn't family. Well, I think part of the... I, I, I feel like with you, it's safe to call it not a, yeah. a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll allow it. Was that... Uh, so she was napping when I got there. And like part of the mistake was that, yeah, I didn't get to see her before she went to sleep. So I, I, she woke up and, I, and she was super happy for about like five minutes. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, no. Yeah, Yeah, but then we even had Heather come over, who has been on the podcast a couple times. Um, 
Heather's like great yeah, with baby kids, babies, yeah. all of it. And we could not get the tears to stop. Oh, no. We fed her, we changed her diaper, we did everything. And what we ended up doing was playing Jason's music. I forgot that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jason Polly on um, <laughs> on Spotify. Shameless plug, he's great. Uh, we ended up playing Jason's I music. That. And we held her yeah. to where she her head was facing... I don't know. Basically to where she couldn't see us. Yeah. So she just wasn't reminded yeah. that uh, we we were there. We were the ones yes, traumatizing no. her. But once Jason came home, she stopped crying. She so was it was fine. truly, she yeah. just like, she and just... And it didn't, didn't scar you because now you're having a babe, so... Oh, yeah. It didn't keep I me from having children. I remember thinking, I hope that didn't like permanently scare her. From. No, it may scare me from watching a kid that's too young, but... Yeah. Um, but I remember having we to tell you. We all from that. Yes. Yeah. I remember having to tell you. I was like, you can't feel too bad about it. Like, this is what community is yeah, all about. Totally. totally. It's like, we're here to help you. Like, even when you make yeah. little... Not, I don't even want to call it mistakes. Yeah. It's just a learning experience. Yeah, totally. So, anyway. But yeah. I remember you were like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> sounded horrible. <laughs> I mean, it was rough, but it was okay. So, We anyway. got through it. We're still here. We're friends, so. Yeah, yeah. So, that was my first edit experience. But now she's really cool. <laughs> yeah, she's cool. She's a cool kid. And, she, yeah, she definitely, she's, she's still got her emotions mm-hmm. with her, but she's a. Uh... We'll see where she ends up on the Enneagram. Yeah. Maybe she'll be on the podcast in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. A nice little four-year-old. <laughs> yeah. I like my type because of this. <laughs> that would be perfect. Okay. On to the next meme. Because it says, uh, a type five's friends trying to figure them out completely. Mm-hmm. And this is from, like, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I think. Uh, so it says, the only thing clear about you is the space between your ears. <laughs> yeah. 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 Makes me think of, yeah, friends who just have to ask a lot of questions to understand. Who or, are you, Katie Polly? Just kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, next one is, like, a quote from the Cheetah Girls. So it says type fives when their crush bad mouse their niche interest. Um, so let's say Jason bad mouse your tomato. Um, yeah. Fascination. You might reply with, uh, you know what? If he can't respect my art, he can't have my heart. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, you gotta it. be able to go there. <laughs> you gotta be able to go there. <laughs> uh, okay, this one was probably my favorite. So um, it's like a dialogue between a friend and me. And me is supposed to be the five. Okay. So the friend goes, so how are you? And me goes, I'm well, thanks. The friend says, what's new? Me says, not much. The friend says, well, what have you been up to? And me says, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I really, I think that's been my favorite so far. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just, like, hating small talk? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's why I even gave you a hard time about asking me on the podcast. Because it's, like, just the idea of, like, being put on the spot yeah. and, like, opening up. Ooh. <laughs> Not my fave. Why are you doing yeah. this to me? Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So, the last one is a Mother's Day Enneagram gift guide. So, Katie's mm. a mom. I thought this would be kind of fun. Mm. So, she makes these cute little graphics. Oh, cute. So, um, the first one is theater tickets. Would you? Oh, yes. Would you for like sure. You like the theater? Oh, yeah. Okay, you used to dance. Yes, and I studied English literature in college and um, oh. actually, yeah, did a trip to London and got really into Ooh, what's your favorite play? Theater, theater. Or a show? Well, I fell in love with Shakespeare in college. Oh, wow. Um, so probably a Midsummer's Night Dream, um, okay. which I got to see. Which oh my was gosh! Amazing. amazing. Yeah. Very meta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. The next thing would be a French press. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Would you like a French press? Oh yeah. I feel like coffee mornings are a big I thing in Ella's house. Coffee mornings. Yeah. yeah. Especially like the time that goes into a French press. Like it. Ooh, yes. You know. That's sweet mm-hmm. that you like the things that take time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> really fine taste. What can I say? Yeah, definitely. I'm kidding. Um, okay, next is a bookstore gift card. Oh, bookstores are my happy place. Yeah, okay, That's perfect. That's where I go to, like, cry. What's your favorite one in Denver? Let the people know. Mm, probably Tattered Cover. Um, okay. Yeah, it's local. Um, there's a couple that are really old and really big, so, like, high ceilings and um, lots of little, like, crevices and nooks, so. Okay, cool. Yeah. I've never been there, but... Ugh. The thing is, I don't love to read, but I like the smell of books. Yeah, I love the smell of books. So. Yeah. I love to use bookstores, too, that have, you know, more smells. Yeah, more smells. <laughs> In a good way. That sounded gross, but there's something about old bookstores. Some good that, smelly yes. books. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, the next thing is a sustainable backpack. Mm, mm-hmm. 
I remember the thing that you carried Etta around in mm-hmm. looked like a sustainable mm-hmm. backpack. Yeah. What was that thing? The green little happy baby wrap. Ah, uh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all about that. It's practical. It makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Very good. And then the last thing is a wireless earbuds. Yeah. Yep. Wow, that's all really good. I have all of those things. <laughs> well, so we can't get them for Yeah, that's you. the only thing. Yeah. Well, we, need we a, can get we you need a round two. books for gift cards and theater tickets. Oh, yeah. That's so true. But we can't, we shouldn't get you uh, wireless headphones. Yeah. Or a sustainable backpack or a French press. Yeah. Those last two are my fave, my fave memes. Love it. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Katie. I feel like so many people are going to feel more enlightened about the Type 5. I hope so. Yeah, because I feel like um, not everyone has a Type 5 friend that they can interview to learn more about. Hey, I didn't, so. Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad you exist. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, perfect. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. We'll see you all next week for the Enneagram 6. Ooh. Party time. Thank you for tuning in to Let's Be Friends with Tori Segner. I hope you loved the episode and gained a little insight into the world of the Enneagram and relationships. If you enjoyed listening, please rate the podcast and leave a review. And don't forget to follow along on Instagram at Tori.Let'sBeFriends for updates, behind the scenes content, and a community of its own. I hope you have the best week and I will see you next time.